Well, hello, everybody. What's up? What's happening? How's everybody doing today? It's Tuesday, October 19th. What is happening? What is happening? What's happening? Oh, what's happening? What are you guys talking about? What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? We got this. Yeah, I got the Dodger game on. I mean, wow, pretty exciting. Dodger fans, don't count you out yet. Bellinger, where the hell did he come from? What's going on, Mr. Jesse? How you doing? Junkies reporting, darling. How you doing? Uh, you know what? I have not yet, you know. I'm about to up... I want to upgrade my, uh, my entertainment system first. First, Garza Indian. What? Interesting. What's going on, Lane? <laughs> Cancel me, yes. You could try. You could try. We'll, we'll be talking about that. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> No idea. That's right. That's what I like to see right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got Mr. Eric Patterson. How you doing today? I know. Cancel me already. I mean, it's just the way it is. Sometimes, you know, I haven't even I haven't even started the show yet. I'm already getting canceled. Jeez, I tell you. Yo, what's going up? I know. I saw it. Freaking Bellinger all of a sudden learned how to hit in this postseason. Crazy. It's actually pretty crazy. It's hilarious that you, that you use the hashtag all the time now. Oh, I can't even remember why I call it. Well, yeah, I don't know what you guys, I don't even know what that's all about right there. So, who knows? Who knows? Ah, we got a Loxu right here. It's going, Derek. Hey, we got Mama Film Junkie right here. Yes. Well, they should keep this groove going. They want to stand a chance. Up, up, up. Another base hit. Another run. There you go. There you go. What's going on there, Venom? How you doing? James James, let's get nuts. Yeah, we're doing, yeah, I'm doing good. Better than yesterday, that's for damn sure. Today was actually, felt really good today. Got a good night's sleep last night, actually, and just woke up, just refreshed and ready to take the day on. What's going on, Paul Smith? Good to see you. Uh, everybody, gay for Dave. There you go. Hey, Tyler, how's it going? Um, of course, Lane, he is. I, I, I truly believe this. I truly believe this. Yes. What's going on? Yeah, we got a new guy here. Well, welcome. Welcome. Let's see. Aquarius. <laughs> I don't, I'm probably butchering that. I'm sorry. But Henry, I'll call you Henry. Welcome. Welcome to Film Junkie Live. Appreciate that. Am I rooting for the Dodgers? Not really. I still got a sour taste in my mouth, but I do like the fact that the umps are calling balls strikes like they did for the Giants. I do kind of like that. I almost tweeted out, how does it feel? How does it feel? Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and since uh, I'm always seeing these movies, what movies? What? Injustice? This guy over here. This guy. Well, why don't you start a YouTube channel then, Jacob? Yeah, see again for, yeah, see everybody. What's going on, Legend? Good to see you, buddy. Nice to see you. All right. Hey, new member right there, Henry. Thank you, sir, for becoming a member. And uh, uh, yeah, every Tuesday I do a members-only stream. So right after this, we'll do a post-show stream. So if you guys want to partake, make sure you become a member. Pick my brain a little bit and keep it all private her 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 you know talk about some stuff so ah i know i didn't see the last duel i wish i did hey blame blame the freaking playoffs man i would have i would have seen it i would have seen it but the damn playoffs 
Yeah, I still got to watch it, and I'm hearing bad things about it. That's for sure. That's for sure. Welcome aboard. Yes. Patreon? I think so, actually. I think that's what's going to happen this Saturday for sure. So, yeah, if you guys want to uh, be part of the Patreon stream, be- become the Patreon because I try to do a little extra for those. But, yeah, I think we'll definitely be doing a Patreon stream this weekend as well. So, That'll be good. That'll be good. That'll be good. But yeah, man. I mean, look at this game. This game. Crazy, crazy. Anyways, guys, thank you for uh, clicking in to Film Junkie Live. As per usual, we'll be talking, of course, about the Eternals. We'll be talking about a rumor about this guy down here. And we'll be talking about that guy, too. And then, hey, we got some Kill Bill 3 update from Quentin Tarantino. So, yep. Those are the four main topics right there. Of course, if you're watching this later, you can always fast forward to one of those topics or you could wait for the Film Junkie Shots, which will be up tomorrow. But make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up, do all that, subscribe, join. You got the merchandise down below, all that great stuff. So no to Discount Superman, what? (laughs) Discount Superman, who's Discount Superman, huh? I don't know, but um, yeah, so anyways, yeah, like I said, today, yeah, I told you guys yesterday I was not feeling good and a little out of it for most of the day. I just woke up just totally just crappy sleep, just not feeling right, and uh, today was great, actually. Today I felt absolutely fantastic. See, maybe it's my good vibes that are helping the Dodgers out. Is that what's happening? Because if that's the case, uh, I don't know if I want that. See, look at that. They keep going. They keep going. Wow, this inning is just not ending. Wow, look at this. Rally right there. The dude from Eternals. What, he's discount? Oh, yeah, he's discount Superman. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of good reactions coming out of it and some interesting ones, too. Comparing it to DC movies? Zack Snyder? What? Some of these people are comparing it to right there, so... Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it. We won't fully talk about the, uh, I won't say everything that is happening in that post credit scene as well, which, you know, uh, there's already, already, of course, somebody that's already mentioned some things in there. It's like, yeah, you know, try not to talk about the spoilers. We're just going to refer to the fact that it did leak out of what was happening in that spoiler in the spoiler or in that post credit scene. But Hey, what can you do? What can you do? There's always going to be somebody who just can't, can't bite their tongue. Bite the tongue. I'm looking at you, Jesse. Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, I need a grand salami. Hey, we got Stephanie here. What's going on? No chance in hell that MC movie is as good. As, no, I wouldn't say that, but uh, there's comparisons to the tone and the cinematography. That's what it is. When are we going to get the Green Lantern movie? I can confidently say it's about time to hear some more news about it. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a, yeah, you got the the, the Green Lantern Corps movie as well as a series. Uh, Who knows what's going on that they're supposed to tie together. Last that I heard, they were supposed to work together. And from what I read, it sounded pretty damn cool what they were doing. That's for sure. We could talk about that a little bit more later, but I don't know what's happening with that. Like I said, DC Fandom was basically like, Hey, we recorded all this shit probably, you know, I don't know, a couple months ago, and now we're going to show it now. And then for China, for China, we're going to do all this stuff because it's China. I don't know why. You're just gonna, you know, we're going to do all these panels for China. Uh, yeah, but, you know, that's what was kind of like the little bit of a letdown when it came to DC fandom. It's like, use this to announce things, too, a little bit more, a little bit more. Bellinger is already grabbing a bat to go up again. Holy shit. This is a crazy game. It's a crazy game. 
So, yeah, about to go through the lineup again, are they? Ah, uh, nope, up, oh, there's the final out, jeez. Ah, oh, man, sorry, Braves fans, but man, you just got uh, you just got rocked a little bit in this inning, so what can you do? It happens, trust me, it does, sadly. Ah, sad, sad, sad. It should be the Giants in there, but it's okay, it's fine, it's fine. I'll live. I'll live with it. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. All right, let's go to the tweets. Let's see what happened in the Twitter world today, huh? Let's see what happened in that good old Twitter world. All right, let's see what's going on here. Of course, we got that. Oh, man, I can't believe this. All right, so... Ugh. All right, so obviously this trailer, uh, you know, this trailer hit like no other. I'm not going to play the sound. I'm not going to play the sound, but yes, well, there it is. Yeah, so good with the uh, the version of Hurt from uh, Johnny Cash right there. So good. But my God, six years ago, this movie came out and it really changed things when it came to certain, you know, it was like a, I felt like it was a little bit of a turning point when it came to uh, CBMs and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's great. And the only thing I'm worried about is like, you know, I, I, as much as I would love to see Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds do a Deadpool and Wolverine duo team up flick, eh, it just would kind of ruin this right here. I don't want Patrick Stewart to come back as Professor X either because it's a good send off. But sometimes those rumors out there about Doctor Strange 2 got me a little bit worried. I don't know. I just think that this was a perfect send off for both of their characters and I'm just kind of worried that uh, one of them at least is going to come back. Possibly both. Who knows? But yeah, six years ago, first trailer for Logan was released. Crazy. And uh, why do we not have an X-23 movie in the works? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, this trailer hit like no other. You watch this, you almost want to cry. I think I got a little choked up on my, uh, my, my trailer reaction when this came out. I did like a trailer reaction. It was just like a... You know, I don't even think I was really doing trailer reactions too much then, but I wanted to do it for then. And and uh, I remember getting a little choked up when it came to uh, when it came to watching this trailer. I mean, I can't watch the movie without getting choked up or get a little teary eyed. It's way too difficult. You know, when 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 uh, when Xavier dies, Jesus Christ. And then, of course, the very end when when Logan passes on also just gets you fit, hits you right in the feels, man, hits you right in the feels. So just. Yeah, to- yeah, I totally agree with you. Goat CBM right there, top five. Top five. I was talking about this with somebody, too, when it comes to Wolverine. You know, and the whole, like, the fact, I think um, I think we were talking about it recently, I think with maybe with Seeker, I don't know, with somebody, uh, just talking about how the fact that, you know, Wolverine didn't need an R rating through the whole thing. But when it finally decided to go off on an R rating, I mean, my God, it just, it really, it really benefited from that R rating when we actually saw Wolverine just fuck some people up, man. So that's pretty cool. So Hugh Jackman, thank you for posting that. And then speaking of this, it was pretty awesome to hear. Oop, I don't think I have my desktop turned on. Hold on. There we go. Um, Vince Scully saying it's time to play Dodger baseball. That's pretty cool. Dodger baseball. Somebody needs to fix that screen. That feed looks a little like the Matrix going on right there. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, maybe that was what they needed. That's what they needed. They needed a little bit of that. 
tonight. Didn't need some Vin Scully to say something, to say that that iconic line of it's it's time for Dodger baseball. But now nah, you got you got you got Jansen in right now, so I I think you Dodger fans might be a little bit worried. It's perfectly fine. SpongeBob was the blueprint. I still want to know what's happening right here. I love this. I love the fact. I don't know what's going on right here in this scene, but this was part of the Batman featurette that they showed before the trailer. I don't know what's happening, but I just love that there's going to be a lot of Commissioner Gordon and Batman dynamic. Okay, there's going to be a lot more, not just not just because when it came to the Dark Knight, yeah, Dark Knight trilogy had some some good uh, Gordon and Batman stuff, but you know, I just want more. I just want more, and I don't know this right here. Just I love that shot right there. Looks really good. I'm not sure where they're going. If there's like a place where there's a bunch of expensive looking cars, I don't know if it's a warehouse where Bruce is keeping cars. I doubt it. Or if it's just a place where they, I don't know, mob bosses are keeping their shit. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to that scene. It's infinity and beyond. Beautiful shot right here. A little reflection like that. Like that. Like that a lot. Shazam! Fury of the Gods takes place two years after the first film, confirms Zachary Levi at the DC fandom in China. Again, why didn't we get this stuff, you know, for everybody else? Why did China get all this information? I still don't get it. Yeah, and uh, so it takes place two years after. So, hey, guess what? These kids really got a heavy dose of puberty right here. Yeah, heavy dose of hormones because, let's face it, they're, they're fucking adults basically right now but apparently the time frame is two years later all right it's going to be interesting to see how they play into that i mean that's one of the that's one of the drawbacks of having kids as your cast is well you got to get going going and going because you know they ain't getting any younger and they're just gonna you know puberty is gonna hit them like a ton of bricks which i mean if you look at stranger things geez I mean, we haven't, it's been like, what, over two years since we got last season of Stranger Things? Now it's like, man, even those kids are all, and you know, hey, what's going on? Yeah. So two years after, two years after. So it's interesting, but well, hopefully it'll be good. Here's some bat calness right here. I want this. I don't know if they're selling this, but that's cool. Again, people are warming up to this cow right here. I think some people didn't like it at first, but I think people are actually digging it now. Definitely digging it now. Live action. Uh, here's our live action Alfred Pennyworths right here. And uh, let's face it. It's always been good. It's always been good. We've always had good Alfreds right here. Can't wait to see what this guy does over here, huh? And we know that he's uh, he's seen some shit because we saw... We saw the scar on his face. It's going to be great. I love that. So glad we, I'm glad we actually got to see him this time around. So I don't know. Who's my favorite right now? I don't know who's my favorite. I mean, I have a soft spot for Mr. Goff right here. You know, Michael Caine was always a great one. Irons is great. I really, I'm, thinking that, I'm thinking that circus is going to knock it out of the park, of course. So, and then, yes, guys, one month, one month. Ghostbusters fans. About time. Shit. Cannot wait. November 19th. So, yes, one month from today. Can't wait to see Dune this this freaking Thursday, that's for sure. Um, I just love that shot. See, this is what I love. I love the fact that the that the bat symbol the, the the bat symbol, the bat signal, it's like it's it's got those little like 
those because some of these lights, some of these floodlights have that. They have the the like the little like the 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 blinds on it. I love the fact that it's made from that, and it's like. It's almost like it's like it's like Gordon just went, you know what? I'm just going to try to piece something together. I'm going to gra- grab a floodlight and I'm going to try to make I'm going to carve out the bats. You know, I, I, I love the fact that it's so just like shitty. It's a shitty bat signal, but it works. It gets the job done. That's what I like about that. So, again, just showing something different when it comes to even the bat signal Matt Reeves is doing. So love it. 22 million views. Look at that. Two days. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Somebody made this. <laughs> that tenant version. <laughs> this is trippy, man. That's a warning. <laughs> it's good stuff. Tenant. Good stuff. Ray Fisher. Well, there you go. All right, so we talked about uh, we talked about certain things yesterday, and we talk, I talked about, of course, the Gal Gadot article that came out for Ellie magazine. We talked about that and talked about a little bit how the discourse when it comes to the fandom right here, because obviously there was a lot of people that when they saw the article on Twitter, they were throwing shade at Gal Gadot, you know. And now we got Ray Fisher, who uh, tweeted this out today. He didn't tweet out the actual Ellie article, but he did tweet out this article that was uh, sourcing it, the Deadline article. And he says, Joss Whedon was enabled in many ways by Toby Emmerich, Jeff Johns, and John Berg. He was further enabled by Walter Hamada, who sought to prevent the Justice League investigation from taking place. A over E, accountability over entertainment right there so the um, fisher is pushing i mean obviously he, he tweeted something uh, over the weekend too when it came to dc fandom still calling out these names still calling out these names even though i thought john berg i thought john berg actually publicly was quoted on saying that he had some form of an apology who knows i don't know i don't remember exactly what that was but I remember john berg there was quotes from john berg i don't know but uh, when it comes to these guys right here, now, like I said, the discourse when it comes when it comes to this and how people are, you know, they utilize the hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher against other people. It's really I, I think it's gross. I think we can all stand with Ray Fisher to get that apology, to get what he's uh, trying to go for. Who knows if that's going to happen? Because, you know, let's face it, when it comes to these studios, these companies, when they see this stuff, they kind of just go, you know, they try to sweep it under the rug, which is probably, that's pretty much what Walter Hamada was trying to do. Okay, that fucking cocksucker was trying to uh, sweep it under the rug. They were protecting Jeff Johns, essentially. That's what was happening. That's what was big time happening. They were perfectly okay with throwing Joss Whedon under the bus. They didn't give a shit about Joss Whedon. They said, fuck that guy. We don't care. Okay, but they are... Big time protecting Jeff Johns because he's DC royalty. Obviously, that's why they're doing it. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to like throw him in the mix too. So they big time were protecting that. So when it comes to this whole discourse and people throwing shade at Gal Gadot, it's like, well, she she didn't have the experience that Ray had with Jeff Johns. She had an experience with Joss Whedon that was different from the experience that Ray Fisher also had with Joss Whedon as well. I'm sure, I mean, Joss Whedon, 
he's a piece of shit apparently and just is does not handle things very well but when it comes to women it's a little bit different that's a little bit different so but i'm glad the fact that he acknowledged the fact that gal Gadot talked about that whole situation and whatnot you know but i'm just saying there's just a lot of things where it's just when people were just totally just throwing shade at gal for ray fisher it's like well we've got to remember that there's different Different things happen with different people, okay? When it came to Gal, she had a different experience than than the other the other cast members and whatnot. And there's still things that happen. And I still question. I'm like, okay, if you guys you guys are throwing shade at Gal, I'm like, why aren't you? What about everybody else? That I mean, it's just yeah, I don't know. I just get sick of it. You know, I'm I'm so tired of it. But yeah, there yeah, their experiences were not not the same. So that's why I just hate the fact that they're. People are like taking sides, either Ray's side or Gal's side now. And I'm like, what? We don't need to do that. We just need to be on the side of them getting out these fucking toxic pieces of shit. That's what we need to do. That's what we're, we're on the side of, hey, justice when it comes to this, you know? So, but uh, Ray Fisher, keep on pushing. Keep on pushing as much as you can. Keep on pushing. I wish, I wish there, he could, I wish any, a lot of us wish we could do more. You know, I've reached out, I've tried to, but he's kind of been like, all right, I'm going to stay out. I'm going to stay in the shadows and whatnot. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. Well, Dodgers win. So congratulations, Dodgers. So there you go. Yeah. Two to one. Now you got to win three more. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I wish Ray Fisher, wish we could do some more, but Hey, he's probably been told by his legal team to kind of just tone it down a little bit. Who knows? I don't know the whole details, but I, we could stand with Ray Fisher and we could stand with Gal. All right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's not throw somebody under the bus because she didn't do enough. Shut up. Please stop that. Stop it. Hey, we got Mattel's The Batman uh, 1 to 10 little uh, scaled model of the Batmobile right here. Look at this. I have to have this. Oh, it looks so cool. It looks so cool. It's on a lift. I love the fact that they have it on a lift and he's inside. I want this so bad. Oh, looks so cool. Looks so cool. I like it. And then we got a little uh, animation short film right here. Zack Snyder Updates sent this over to me right here. This is pretty interesting. It's really short. You know, it's just basically just uh, what would it be like? And I, I like the boots. The boots are interesting. <laughs> They're stylish, but, you know, Superman and Black Adam. Will that ever happen? Hopefully. And we can see the Daily Planet thing right there. So very interesting. So got sent, got that sent to me today. So that's interesting. And yeah, we'll talk about that, of course. Um, here's some Alex Ross doing a little bit comparisons right here. I mean, I think, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Alex Ross inspired. Gotta like it. And, there, and then if you guys had, if you guys were uh, if you guys didn't catch yesterday's show, I did clip out, of course, this right here when it came to that article. So you can guys go check it out. This is cool right here, the bat landing. Good edit right there. I like that. I like it a lot. I mean, Batman, man. I mean, I could tell. I tell you what, he's got some uh, working those joints, man. Doing those superhero landings, pretty difficult. Hey, we got some cosplay right here. Foggy Night 14. Photography by Bryant Cox. Photography right here. That looks pretty badass. That's some good, that's some pretty damn good uh, cosplay right there, I must say. The suit's looking pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Toby Maguire spotted out and about holding some kind of poster. 
This guy is, I think he's actually holding the poster. He's holding something from Spider-Man. And he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe just looking too much into it. But it seems a little uh, funny that he's holding some kind of poster. Some kind of poster. We have yet to get a Spider-Man No Way Home poster. That could very well be it right there, for all we know. That could be it. He's just holding it up. Trolling, taunting. That could be it. That's what's funny about that. I was like, wow, that could be possibly it right there. Good job, Fear Jason, with this motion poster right here. I love it. It's freaking badass right there. It's good stuff. And The Lighthouse came out two years ago today. If you guys haven't seen The Lighthouse, do yourself a favor. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I should have showed that. Luckily, there wasn't a, you know, it was just a side, side naked William Defoe. There you go. I shouldn't have probably showed that, but hey, it was. Uh, I think we'll get. A, I think we'll be all right. There's no, uh, no, uh, no junk shown right there. So, yeah. And uh, we got an international poster for Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife, which looks pretty cool. Silhouette of the older team right here. This, uh, I think, this could be Gozer up here. A lot of people are speculating that there's some Gozer right there. TMI. Yes, I know. Show the mermaid scene, right? I know. And show. Let's show a clip of. Uh, uh, of the masturbation scene while I'm at it. But, um, yeah, I, I like this poster. This poster's awesome. Cannot wait, cannot wait for that. So there you go, guys. Ah, ah I always forget to turn the freaking music off. Shh, there you go. All right, so let's, uh, let's start getting on the topics here. Let's start about the first one, Eternals. We got the Eternals reactions. Obviously, the premiere happened last night. And my God, did you guys see Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek? My God. Yeah, that was uh, they had some nice dresses on. That's for sure. Um, but Selma Hayek, my Lord. Did you guys see Selma Hayek at the premiere last night? Let's uh, let me look. I thought I actually Selma Hayek. Am I up? Oh, totally spelled her name wrong. So, ah, come on. There you go. Let's see. Jace, Jace, Jace. Okay, so here we go right here. Yeah, we got we got to show this. I mean, come on. There she was just, uh, yep, she's still hotter than ever. I watched Desperado over the weekend. I just put it on because I love that movie. And I don't know. She's aged like fine wine. That's for damn sure. So that's her at the Eternals at the Eternals premiere last night. I mean, a lot of people were just like, "What the holy lord?" Yeah, there she is. Just ha ta 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 ta. I'm trying, hey, step. I'm trying to look at her face cuz her face is beautiful too, but it's a little difficult. It's a little difficult, I will say. It is pretty damn difficult right there. So you know, what can he do? What can he do? But when it comes to the Eternals, when it comes to the Eternals, obviously there's um, a lot of people are uh, reacted to it right here. Um, a lot of reactions that are happening when it comes to so, so our Carly's and Fregs, the press, family community who uh, will be watching them. Yeah, that talked about all that. Let's see, Eternals. Um, let's see, where are some of the reactions right here? Eh, I thought I had it all queued up, but apparently not. The Eternals. Come on, Eternals. I had, you, had to, you had to put the the in front of it? I don't know. But here's some of the stuff from the premiere last night. Obviously, we've got the entire cast. 
showing up. Even Angelina was looking good, too, as she does. People just dressed up. There's uh, Kamel right here, dressed up, too. He's got that new, weird, uh, I work out a lot face going on. Eternals post-credit scene. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> a lot of things were talked about last night. But uh, there's something very interesting, actually, that I saw. I saw somebody, somebody, I saw a reaction that actually compared it to a DC movie. And then one of the, uh, one of the reactions I uh, retweeted right here, which is very, very interesting, too. And, you know, it is from somebody. It's from Scott Menzel right here. He's very much always been, he's always been on the side of Zack Snyder. Anytime when it comes to one of these like uh, check marks, these critics, he's always been on the side of like, hey man, I like Zack Snyder's shit. And the fact of the matter is he says Eternals is Marvel's version of Zack Snyder's Justice League, a film that builds upon a cast of unknown characters and does so with great success. So he's not saying that, oh yeah, this is like, you know, some people are like, it's not fucking Zack No. He's just saying like the way that Chloe Zhao kind of crafted this story, how they crafted this story was very much in line with all that. And I'm sure the great cinematography is there, too. And that's what he's trying to talk about. That's what he means right there. Chloe Zhao direction is superb. Easily one of the best looking Marvel films of all time. Insane post credit scenes, too. So there's that as well. Um yeah, and then he said, however, I would argue that the story is a mixed bag, as are the performances. The film follows the whole getting the band back together story structure, and it feels very bloated and convoluted in its approach. So like that honest take from Mr. Menzel right there. So it's, it, it, it is pretty interesting. Saw so a couple others that said, like, hey, it kind of plays like a DC film, kind of plays like out like a DC film, which you can kind of see that. I mean, you could kind of see it every time that I saw a trailer for the Eternals. I didn't I wasn't I never got super hyped, but I always said, man, cinematography looks pretty good. Hopefully that fucking MCU color palette, that that color grading that they put on it doesn't really fuck it up because those costumes look pretty damn gorgeous when you see them like behind the scenes. That's what I was always worried about. And of course, everybody always like shits on the fact that oh yeah well Snyder's fucking color grading just dulls everything and I'm and I'm like what are you watching? We always go we always ask like what exactly did you watch? Because I don't think I, we watch the same thing because yeah there might be some darkness and he dulls some of the colors but man when the colors are there they pop. He makes them pop. Special effects pop all the stuff explosions pop everything pops when it comes to that. And it seems like Chloe Zhao is just really I mean, this is Academy. She's coming off an Academy Award that she just won um, and where she actually was at actual locations. The fact that this movie took a long time to film because guess what? They actually went to locations. They didn't just go to a set and do some green and blue screens right there. This is an actual filmmaker that they're that they allowed to make this movie. This is why when it comes to all this, I do get excited for the fact that, yes, we're actually going to get a Marvel film that's going to look different because it's not going to look like it's on a green screen. It's not going to look like that. Hopefully she had um, she had when it comes to that ugly MCU color grade they put on. Hopefully she was like, nah, nah, this is my movie. Uh, can we make it pop just a little bit more? So and it's sounding like that's what's going to be the case, because generally when it comes to the reactions of people that saw the movie, they all said it's unlike any other Marvel movie. And I like, thank you. With Shang-Chi and this, I'm like, it's refreshing that we're actually getting Marvel movies that kind of just avoid the Marvel formula. And that's what they needed to do. That's what they needed to do. So 
seeing the reactions, hearing it, and people, and even hearing like some of these people say that it almost felt like a DC movie, that was probably a, I mean, to me and to all of us, that's a compliment right there. That's a fucking compliment. <laughs> you know, for, from DC, for DC fans, hearing that, you're kind of like, what? Okay. Now you speak my language. So they're representing some Kirby stuff like, uh, you know, like some other people did. Yeah, Jack Kirby represented pretty well in this movie, hopefully. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Brandon Davis' review of Eternals was hilarious when you read it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure it was. I try not to. Yeah, um, there's a lot of replies and whatnot. Yeah, I saw all that. So Shang-Chi felt corny. Yeah, it's not for everybody. It had some corny moments. Like I said, Aquafina was a little useless right there. Sorry, I plug in my laptop right there. But I'm just glad that things, you know, they're actually allowing these filmmakers to actually make a movie and not just totally find it, totally go, getting into the formula and whatnot. But then, of course, it's kind of funny, too, because obviously they, you know, with the press screenings, they weren't showing the post credit scenes in fear of it leaking. But again, guess what happened? It leaked out. It leaked out. Now, I'm not going to say what was part of it. You know, I didn't see anything, but I did read it. And, you know, I mean, obviously, there was already people talking about it in the in the uh, the chat. But, yeah, I mean, it, you just can't prevent this shit from coming out. You really can't. I, I love it because they did the same thing when it came to Venom. Like, Tom Hardy was, like, telling people, like, hey, just make sure you don't tell everybody that's what's happening right here. Let's face it. People suck. People just suck. We do. I mean, no matter what, this is with everything. That's why, you know, in this society where people are like, it shouldn't be this way. It's like, yeah, of course it shouldn't be this way. But guess what? It is this way. You know, it shouldn't be. People should be able to refrain from talking about that post-credit scene or, you know, recording it and putting it online. But people suck. (laughs) People just fucking suck. You know, it's just the way it is. If you don't want to get spoiled, you have to, sadly, you're going to have to log off to avoid it. But to me, I was like, all right. Interesting. Okay. But I, you know, like I said, I'm not going to say anything right now. I'm not going to say anything. So, but it is interesting where they're going to take that. And, you know, I I mean, it kind of makes you wonder too, because there's always like that uh, connection with mutants and the mutant gene when it comes to the Eternals. You know, there might be, uh, I mean, I've, like I said, when it comes to, I know there's two post credit scenes. I only heard about the one that everybody was talking about. It was like right in everyone's face. And I literally saw like, now I didn't actually see any stills of it, but I saw comparisons of something and I went, oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, oh, okay. That guy. Okay, cool. Howard the Duck. Yes. Let's get that Howard the Duck. Aren't they supposed to make it like a Howard the Duck kind of thing going on or something like that? I don't know. I thought they were supposed to make like a series or something on Disney+. Plus. Who knows? But yeah, you just can't avoid it no matter what. I mean, Reddit is a horrible place. 4chan, all that stuff, right? Everybody just wants to uh, leak everything. Nobody wants to be surprised anymore. So yeah, it can be difficult to go into these movies without being surprised. I mean, obviously when Venom came out, we're going to talk a little bit more about that Venom post credit scene because Kevin Feige spoke upon it. And I'm kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it because it's just it's interesting to me. It's very interesting. But anyway, so um, I'm a little more excited for Eternals, not going to lie. When I saw people making the comparison and talking about the cinematography and whatnot. So I'm actually kind of a little bit more excited for it. But, you know, I just never really knew the characters really at all. So. Anyways, all right, next topic, 
Let's talk about that Michael Keaton Batman, huh? So, uh, this is a rumor. Not even sure where the rumor's coming from, but I know Flash Film News, when they post something, it's usually coming from somewhere. So I was kind of like, all right, this is interesting. And then one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it, because everybody was kind of wondering when we saw that sneak peek. First off, I mean, like half the fandom like lost their shit because they thought it was Batflex cow that was lying on the ground with the blood and everything. And they thought, oh, they, yeah, they just killed Batflex. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. In the first sneak peek that we see the Flash, they're just going to be like, Batflex dead. Yeah, we just killed him. And we're just going to show you right off the bat. He's dead. He's fucking dead. It gets tiring. It gets tiring sometimes. But I'm like, really? You think they would just blow their wad like that? I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. What can you do? But here's the, uh, here's the tweet right here that they uh, came across. And a cool little thumbnail as well. So, Speaking of Batman, it says, Rumor! Since the release of the Flash teaser, we learned a key fact that gives context to Keaton's bloody cow. In the film, when Barry first encounters Keaton, he's badly injured. Apparently, Keaton's Batman has become reckless over the years due to Alfred's passing. All right. So, we got this right here. Again, this is, in fact, Keaton's cow. But what's interesting about it, about this rumor, and what I wanted to talk about, it's like, okay, so Barry's first encounters, he's badly injured. Apparently, Keaton's Batman has become reckless over the years due to Alfred's passing. Okay, so we have a 70-year-old Batman. Now, who knows if he's actually going to be that age in the movie. Alfred's been dead for quite a while. <laughs> That's what makes me wonder when we actually saw, you see them creeping up to Wayne Manor, and it's kind of like, looks like a haunted house, feels like no one's been living in there, the Batcave is old. It is interesting because when you read this, I'm like, what is going on here? And then good old Reeves effects. You guys know, remember, he came on the uh, vodka stream talking about, you know, his bat costumes that he's created and whatnot. Cough! Flashback sequence. Cough! Yeah. I think we're going to get some de-aged Michael Keaton Batman. We're going to see something happen with it. And uh, yeah, we're going to see a Batman who is struggling without Alfred. That's, I kind of like that. I like that a lot to be honest. I don't know how you guys are uh, feeling about that, but I think that's actually pretty great. I think that's somewhere to take it when it comes to his character because obviously it's not, it didn't just happen. This is going to, this right here, I don't think this is in present day, but then again, who knows what's going on because we have time travel, multiverse, all kinds of things going on. Who knows? And who knows which Barry? <laughs> I mean, there's, we're supposed to get two berries. It's always kind of questionable like what kind of berry we're getting when it comes to each one of them who knows people are speculating that that little that, that part at the end it says are you in that might not even be talking about michael keaton's batman i mean very well could be talking about batfleck when uh, they ask that question but um i mean this this sounds like it's something that would be part of this movie but at the same time like i said if he if he's reckless and he's fucking himself up because Alfred is now passed on. It's like, well, this is probably Alfred's probably been dead for at least a decade, decade and a half. It's got to be something like that. If he's rocking the, you know, if they're going to put him as age appropriate, maybe they won't. Maybe he'll only be a 60 year old Batman. Who knows? But I thought that was pretty interesting. Keaton had, was just eating a, yeah, he was just eating a donut, guys. That's all. He just spilled the donut. It spilled all, all over his uh, his costume, so he got into the uh, the bath right here. 
And apparently that's what's happening in this scene right here because there is a bathtub behind here and it's looking like that's probably where he is. He's probably just uh, doing that. Poor guy. So that that's that's one of the that's one of the um, story points that I'm actually looking forward to when it comes to the Flash movie is okay yeah they they're bringing back Michael Keaton's Batman obviously there's that nostalgia factor and a lot of people are not too happy about it it's, like, it's just nostalgia it's like okay understandable but write a good story for him write a good story of where he's been what has happened since we last saw this Batman. Do all that. And it sounds to me like, yeah, they have something good going on. Even Andy Muschietti, I think uh, I think Andy Muschietti even said, I think I like the tweet. Hold on. He even said there was like a quote from one of the, um, one of the, uh, not the latest. What am I doing here? No, 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 no. Not that. What am I talking about here? Uh, likes. Here we go. I think I liked it. Cause I was, yeah, right here. So this is what Andy Muschietti had to say right here at DC Fandom in China. Of course, he didn't say it over here, but in China, they just bowed at China. Anyways, um, he says, I think Keaton was honored to play this character again, but mostly because we sent him a great script, and that's probably what interested him. So that's good. It's good to know that, because for a while there, it seemed like Keaton was playing hardball. Didn't really want to sign on and just do a one-off, because, yeah, we're definitely not going to get one... We're not going to get one thing from Keaton. That's for damn sure. I mean, I'm kind of worried what the future has to happen. You know, when it comes to Batgirl, I'm a little bit worried, but, you know. Um, but I'm just saying that when it comes to Michael Keaton, he wanted a good script. Even Ben Affleck, when it came to his part, he wanted a good script. Yes, the first the first sneak peek wasn't – well, it was mixed. It was a mixed bag, okay? There's some shots that look really good, some shots that don't look good. Some people didn't really like the costume. I like that shot of him in the costume with the in the back cave of the waterfall. I think that looks okay. That other shot looks like a different costume. I don't know. There's a lot of things that are going on. I don't think we should really start shitting on the movie right away from a sneak peek. I don't think we should really do that. But, of course, you know, there's always going to be the people that just want to shit on everything because it's not what they want. But, eh, you know, just the way it is. But... Really intrigued by what all they have to say about Keaton's character in this and uh, the story, his little story, his story point. So we'll see what happens. It makes sense. It makes sense. And uh, it's going to be badass to kind of see like this older Batman just go out there and try to kick some ass. I don't know. That's just me, though, because Keaton still kicks ass, right? Keaton's still great. Uh, the guy's going to freaking be doing movies till he's 100 years old, probably. Seems like it. Anyways. All right, so let's talk. Let's go back to the Marvel world and talk about that um, that post credit scene when it comes to Venom. Now it's already been how many weeks now? We've already spoiled. You know, on the vodka stream we talked spoilers, so I'm just gonna talk spoilers. If you hadn't seen it yet, I'm sorry to say. I mean, I don't know what's taking you so long, but uh, when it comes to, of course, that post credit scene, which of course leaked before that came out. I mean, literally, just somebody bootlegged. People just suck. People just fucking suck. But yes. Post credit scene, obviously, we all knew it was going to have some involvement of Spider-Man, and sure enough, it did. Something happened. Eddie, Venom, in a hotel room, multiverse goes, and then all of a sudden, it's just like they're in somewhere else, and Venom recognizes Peter, which is really weird. Some Kind of didn't really make sense. He licks the TV screen. Okay, cool. 
I mean, in my movie theater, it erupted. Everybody in my movie theater just like went crazy. I mean, it did its job. It did its job. But what's always interesting, too, is like we heard Andy Serkis talk about that post credit scene, how he said that that was like very that was like that was they waited till the end with that. That wasn't part of the initial shoot because they weren't sure exactly where they wanted to, you know, start making connecting the dots when it comes to that. And like I said, we even joked about it on the um, on last Friday's vodka stream with with my buddy Seek, who's like a big Venom fan. And uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to his channel. He does the Venom vlogs. He knows a lot about the character. We kind of joke that, you know, Kevin Feige is probably like always cussing up a storm when he has to deal with Sony. He has to always because that's when it comes to Spider-Man and when it comes to his universe, he has to deal with a whole other studio. He can't just do what he wants. okay? because he's always the one that gets, you know, final cut. He gets to make the final decisions when it comes to these movies. That's why I found it hilarious when uh, it was. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, or I guess, said that they had to fight Kevin Feige, or Kevin Feige had to fight to keep that dinner scene in. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He had to fight them to keep it in? No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Come on. We know what's, we know who's doing the fighting there. He was like, no, no, keep that in there. And they were fighting him to take it out. And he said, no, let's keep it in there. So, but, um, this is what he had to say. I mean, he talks a little bit more about the Eternals, too. This is from uh, last night. So he talks about, let's see, Kevin Feige talks Eternals, Ambition, and that Venom surprise right there. Um, the studio boss calls the film a love letter to the late artist Jack Kirby and also shares his thoughts on DC's new The Batman trailer. What? Of course he watched that. That's why he moved Doctor Strange to May. <laughs> Now, maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Feige regrets never meeting Jack Kirby. That sucks. He never got to meet The whole movie is a love letter that, to what one man was able to do with a pencil sitting at a little desk on the East Coast. So he talks about that, of course, the legacy. Uh, Jack Kirby, of course, died almost uh, 30 years ago. Crazy. Um, was top uh, was top of mind at Eternals premiere where Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld was even there. Man, with a copy of the Eternals number one. That he brought. That's pretty cool. Um, and then it says right here, so Feige broke into the world of Marvel, of course, with that. The other day I was like, how cool that, I've, that I live in a timeline where William Shatner went to space in real life. One of the bummers, you could argue, there are many of the current timeline that we live in is that Jack Kirby passed before he got to see all this. Yeah, that sucks. It would have been cool if he got to see that and this. And this right here, too, what Zack Snyder did with his new gods would have been great. Circus stepped behind the camera for, uh, stepped behind the camera for, um, obviously, yeah, he's talking about that post credit scene. The final moments of uh, Let There Be Carnage, Eddie Brock find themselves transported into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where J. Jonah Jameson appears on television railing against Peter Parker Spider Man. It was a major move, and they talk about that. And said, ask how the scene came together. Feige noted it took a lot of coordination between Sony and Marvel, which was probably a headache for Kevin Feige. Remember that? Remember that interview with him and, and, and Amy Pascal? And then she said something, and he kind of went like, huh? What the? And then just gave that awkward smile, like, <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. She's, uh, fuck. Yeah. There was a lot of coordination. Now, does he mean was there a lot of headbutting and and fighting? <laughs> I don't know. When he says coordination, I kind it kind of makes me wonder what does that exactly mean there, Kevy boy? 
You know, the fact that you're not in complete control this time, huh? And if you don't know all the coordination yet, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. But yes, between Sony and Marvel and the Venom team and the No Way Home team, we work together on it. So it almost seems like he's just like, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. It's not what I want. It almost seems like that's not what he wanted in that post credit scene. I don't know. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but it's just kind of funny that he just goes, a lot of coordination. If you don't know all the coordination yet, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. It almost seems a little sour grapey, doesn't it? A little bit. Like he's just kind of like, eh. he didn't have the power that he usually has. And I kind of like that. I think we can agree we kind of like that. We like the fact that, you know, another studio can be like, hey, we want to do it a little bit differently over here. Is that okay? Well, we're going to do it like this. So, sorry. So that's why I wanted to talk about this because just this quote sounds a little bit, mm, you know, remember the whole Alfred Molina thing? Remember how he said that? Well, just ask Alfred Molina, you know. I think he was a little upset about that too. The fact that that wasn't left to be a surprise. So it's just kind of funny because, hey, you know what? Kevin Feige has done a miracle. He's done a lot of great work when it comes to building, being the guy that's helped build this universe. Full praise to the man. He's done the impossible. And, he, and, and again, he's been around for over 20 years doing these movies. And it's, you know, he's one of the, he's one of the main reasons why we keep getting CBMs. But at the same time, when you start falling into that formula that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has always that's that that it has, I just you just kind of like the fact that there's somebody else now going, hey, we're going to do it a little different, Kevin. We're going to share our thoughts with you, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. So that's just what I kind of like. Yeah. I mean, he basically does bend over. He has to. He has to bend over for Sony because Sony, when that whole thing happened, about possibly them losing, you know, Spider-Man. And I mean, Marvel Studios, I mean, he had to like show up just on his fucking knees, just like, you know, or whatever. Maybe he had to like, you know, all right, do it. Just do it. Yeah. Because it's Spider-Man. When you look at brands, popular brands all around the world, yeah, Spider-Man is up there, up there with Batman and Coca-Cola. Okay? So... That's what I just found kind of cool about this was the fact that it's like he just did, he didn't he didn't sound like he was too happy about it. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you about the coordination <laughs> that happened. So I don't know. I, I just read that today. I'm like, yeah, hmm, what's going on there, Feige? You okay? You okay? I think you'll be okay. You have control of so much other stuff. You'll be okay. Okay, buddy. Okay. We all know what's going on underneath that hat. Anyways. Oh, there's that. All right. And then the last topic I wanted to talk about, Kill Bill Volume 3. Now, what the hell? I want this movie so badly. And basically, when it came to Kill Bill Volume 3, it's always been in the works ever since the first two volumes came out. Uh, Quentin Tarantino always said that, hey, yeah, we very much could do a Volume 3 where where, um, God, I forgot, what's her name, you know, at the beginning of Volume 1, when he kills, what's her, Vivica Fox, her daughter, obviously, was going to come back and avenge the death of her mother to, of course, Trixie, the bride. So, that was always going to be the plot for Kill Bill Volume 3, it'd be Kill Trixie, I guess you could say. But who knows, I don't know if he would, like, change the name or whatever the hell. 
But uh, so when it comes to this, uh, Mr. Tarantino, he talks about because obviously, supposedly his next movie is his last and final movie, which really sucks. And I kind of wonder. I, I just I, I don't see that guy stopping. I don't see him stopping. I get I get why. I mean, when he was talking to Joe Rogan about why he wanted to stop, he just said like you know because directors you know when you start making bad movies, you don't want to start making bad movies. But it's like you're Quentin Tarantino, fucking Tino, man. You're not going to be making some bad movies. You take your time. You, you're, you're, you're a master of your craft, man. So I, I think we'll be okay. So it says, Quentin Tarantino says, Kill Bill 3 may be his next film, wants to make a comedy western. So he's talking about two films. See? This is why I don't think he's quitting. I think he wants to wrap this up. Quentin Tarantino says he has no idea what his next film will be. Could it be Kill Bill 3? Why not? The director said when pressed on this burning issue on Tuesday at the Rome Film Festival, where he received a Lifetime Achievement Award from Italian horror maestro Dario Argento, which is, God damn it, shows you, guys, master of his craft, getting a fucking Lifetime Achievement Award from Mr. Argento? Come on. But Tarantino's also got other projects on the horizon. They include a film criticism book and, a, and possibly a TV series, as Tarantino told talk, Host, uh, talk show host Fabio Fazio of Italian State Broadcasting Raya on Sunday before adding, but first I want to make a comedy. Comedy seems to be on Tarantino's mind. During an onstage conversation with Rome Fest chief Antonio Manda, he described an unspecific, unspecified project that sounded very funny. It's like not, it's not like my next movie. It's a piece of something else that I'm think, kind of, you know, just thinking about. I'm, I'm not going to describe it. I'm not describing what it is, but, you know, I'm not describing what it is. It's going to have feet in it, of course, but, you know, I'm not, but part of it, this thing, you know, I, I, I'm just saying it's, it's supposed to, it's going to be a spaghetti western, okay? Like a spaghetti, yeah, yeah, it's a spaghetti western. There's my ter- terrible uh, Tarantino impression, by the way. Thank you. Um, so it's sounding to me like he's going to do some TV. He's going to do some TV, and then maybe, maybe his last full-on film will be Kill Bill 3. Please let it happen. Uma Thurman will definitely come back, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what he could do with it because obviously it's going to be a revenge on a revenge story, which I'm all about right there. So, yeah, I want it. I want it. I want it. Um, I still want like a complete supercut deluxe edition of Kill Bill 1. And did he actually do that? Probably. Somebody probably already did it. But uh, yeah. Love those movies. Kill Bill. I mean, I love how distinct they are, too, because the first Kill Bill is just crazy action, crazy nonstop action. And then the next one is a little more low key, more dialogue driven, more of a Western type. You know, the first one's very, you know, it's, it's very much a Bruce Lee Kung Fu movie. And uh, the second one is very much like, oh, this is more like a Western. It's more dialogue driven and everything because Tarantino writes really good dialogue. So the whole bloody affair. That's right. There you go. Yeah, watch it all in one big chunk. So hopefully, please, Tarantino, make that Kill Bill 3. I mean, I'll watch anything that that man makes. I will. I'll read anything he he writes because I know I, I still need to pick up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the book that he made, that it was actually a longer story when it comes to that. Uh, but yeah, I just really hope that that happens, and I'll watch that TV show too, even if it's a TV show about feet. That's I, I don't care. I'll watch it. I definitely will watch it. So, yeah. I definitely will. So 
Anyways, guys, all right, so that's all the topics we have there. So let's go to the uh, the Twitter again and see what you guys asked me in the Twitter sphere before we wrap it up right now. Okay, so let's see what we got here. All right, we got Ryan. I mean, clearly Reeves is copying Favreau, right? Why not start needless feuds that don't actually exist? It's pretty cool, though. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like that comparison. Yeah, Ryan, you're funny. People will, people people like to do that though. They're just copying. They're copying. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it when people say like they're just flat out copying. You know, a lot of people do that like, "Dude, they're copying Snyder." And then all of a sudden it's like, "Well, this shot has actually been in a previous movie." Ugh. Brad Karen. Think Joss Whedon will ever comment or and or be asked about everything that's come out? On him also, with an uh, upcoming Marvel movie like Eternals getting compared to Zack Snyder's Justice League in a positive way now, can we call Time of Death on cul-de-sac and stick with global phenomenon? Exactly, Brad. Exactly right there. Um, I don't think Whedon will ever, ever come on, comment about this fucking pussy. Um, <laughs> he, will never, he will never comment about it. Of course not. I don't think he'll ever come out of hiding, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, and the fact that Eternals is actually being compared to Zack Snyder's Justice League, yes, no fucking cul-de-sac. It is a global phenomenon. That's what exactly it is. Carrie, hey, Dave, I'm making a prediction. DC fans will be pissed off after Disney Plus Day because Marvel will give a shorter, better-produced presentation with more announcements and footage than dc fandom upon more reflection dc fandom was really a letdown thoughts yep um i think i don't know why they don't do announcements on there talk about certain things and you know there's stuff that is coming out it just seems like this one was very pre-recorded and all of a sudden we got like a, a new trailer for the flash tv series that just came out i'm like why wasn't that there but everything was very pre-recorded um there were some good things i mean the batgirl panel was cool and getting to know those directors and leslie grace i did like the you know mariduana and mr soto talking about blue beetle yeah we needed more of that and it's just weird that again china got all the interviews what's going on was dwayne johnson just in their pocket probably it's right i smell what you're cooking i smell what you're cooking over there in china there dwayne no but um it's just kind of weird that we didn't get actual full-on panels, but yeah, it's all very interesting. I don't know. But yeah, I would say like the general consensus was it wasn't fully, I mean, again, last year was just magical. Last year was magical. This year, not so much, sadly, but what can you do, you know? What can you do? All right. What's going on, Mr. Eric Blake? Hey, Dave. New casting announcement for the motion comic. This one is fire. Make sure it's unmuted from a very beginning this time to hear the whole line. Okay. Maybe hit mute after the line for the song. All right. Let's see what you got here. What can I say? I'm Harley freaking Quinn. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> okay, now I now I get why you uh wanted me to mute the song. Do you really want to make me cry? So you got a Harley Quinn in the Justice League motion comic. Cool. I like it. That's pretty exciting. So looking forward to seeing what you guys are doing. So her name is uh voiced by Betty Quinn. Whoa, okay. <laughs> She's a little uh okay, it's fine. 
little uh you know undies action right there probably shouldn't have quit probably shouldn't have clicked on it but it's okay we already saw we already, we already saw like a a partially nude willem dafoe on this stream we'll see if i get uh, get in trouble for that <laughs> yeah good stuff good stuff but i think that you know it'll be okay it'll be okay it wasn't like it was new diddy so anyways betty quinn cool like it q where do thoughts go when we forget them? That's a good question. There's a whole world of thoughts somewhere, somewhere out there. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we can't. Um, Jacob, I'm just going to say it. I am Team Superman when it comes to injustice. All right, Team. That's fine. Uh, Edward, hey Dave, my money is on DC for 2022. I'm more excited for their for their projects, movies, TV shows, video games, animation more than Marvel's. What about you? Yes, 2022 is going to be a great fucking year. It's about time, right? We get the Batman, we get the Flash, we get uh, uh, Aquaman, and no, that's not till 2023, right? I don't know. What else are we getting? Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, animation especially. I mean, at least we got that information when it came to DC Phantom. But it's just, you know, it, it would have been nice if they would have done a little bit better with their presentation. So, yeah, 2022 and 2023, yeah. Hey, Dave, take a look at it. Uh, take a look to the motion comment. Yeah, right here. Is this a different motion comic or is it the same one, right? Is it a different one? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I saw this uh I saw this earlier this week. Looks pretty sweet. Looks pretty damn sweet. And we got John we got John Murdoch Wayne. Congratulations, Batfleck movie. This uh Twitter handle right here. Uh make the Batfleck movie now has a mention on the official Wikipedia page for Bruce Wayne. So there you go. Oh yeah, but you know what? This this hashtag also. That's good. This hashtag it's funny because the thanks Batflick hashtag, you know, that was kind of uh, you know, something that got brewed up uh over, you know, in our little sector of the fucking fandom because it was just like, hey, you know, let's do a campaign where you thank Batfleck. Not just be like not demand a new movie, but just thank what we got from him. So but yeah. So we got thank Batfleck and make the Batfleck movie hashtags are now featured in in Wikipedia. So that's cool. That's part of the Bruce Wayne thing. So there you go, guys. That's uh, that's pretty much uh, all she wrote. So let's go ahead and wrap this up right now. And uh, like I said, you members, I'll post a uh, post a link for the members only stream the post show stream right after this but everybody else i'll see you guys tomorrow of course at the same junkie time same junkie channel smash that like thumbs up before you leave make sure you subscribe if you want to become a member be part of the the post show you could do that and of course there's the patreon which hopefully it's we should be doing a patreon stream this weekend and all that stuff and of course merchandise down below in the film junkie closet all the good stuff right there if you want to get yourself something like that so all right guys been fun as per usual members i'll see you guys in a little bit talk to you later